<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Welcome. Life Let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know. That's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? Hey, hey there. Wow. It's not always easy. It's amazing if you think about it. Let's think this about this. strange. I have some thoughts about that. Life is hard. Trauma bonded. Hello? Hey, Lane. I heard you were coming uh, to join us at our university this semester. Have you have you been looking at housing? We're really excited to have you in town. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Am, am I staying here? Or what? Oh well I was gonna I was calling to let you know that we had a roommate just move out. I'm not really sure the reason why exactly, but there is a, an open room now in this great house. Uh, and it's all yours if you want it. You have such good energy. I think you're going to make all the difference. Like, I really think you will bring, like, a positivity to the house oh. that Rebecca shouldn't really bring it. Well, you never really liked Rebecca, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, kind yeah. of a downer. Yeah. I get it. I get it. No, I'll bring the party for sure. Turns out she's uh, she's really easily hauntable. I mean, who would have guessed that one, right? Have you ever been haunted? Are you, would you say, easily hauntable? Um, what do you mean? Just like, just a, like a regular, one-of-the-mill demon entity. A demon? No? Hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, but I bet if you were around a demon, uh, your positive vibes would, let's just say, like a demon in quotes, like let's just say you were around a demon, your positive vibes would like help like exercise it, let's say, from a, a house that like you might live in. Like exercise or like exercise? Oh, with an O, exercise. Like like if we had to get rid of a demon, I was just saying this the other day to my boyfriend, like if, if I needed someone to get rid of a demon, I would pick Lane. And then we talked about you moving in to this house and they're not really related so do you want it? Do you want the room? Uh, I mean... Okay, it's yours. Okay, see you soon. Ready, ready, ready. 
Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg here with Therese Garcia. Hello, hello. And today we're discussing on this Halloween, this is actually happening episode 296, What If You Are Haunted by the Living and the Dead? A little synopsis. Our anonymous storyteller is a surprise baby who is treated like a princess by her family, but is then bullied, bullied horribly in school. She threatens to fight her bullies and she becomes feared and uses her power to protect others. In college, in, in college, <laughs> sorry, I'm learning, I'm learning French, y'all. In college, university, she's chosen by Jack and he turns out to be a real dirtbag, boldly and publicly manhandling her and violently abusing her. She finally leaves him after he attempts to kidnap her. Not wanting to be alone, she moves into what turns out to be a haunted house with her friends. The demon there preys upon her fears and emotionally and physically harms all of them. They are all witness to the haunting, which eventually causes them to leave. She battles PTSD for years, but comes out fearless on the other side. And full disclosure, I'm the showrunner for This Is Actually Happening, and I have the privilege to vet stories and conduct pre-interviews before they go to wit for the final interview. And T knows nothing about anything. She comes in fresh. This show, Trauma Slash Bonded, is for the listeners, a space where we can talk about each episode, digest it, and reflect on it with empathy and also a bit of levity. That's Trauma Bonded. What stuck out to you is the heart of Anonymous's story. <clears throat> so, you know, I've been doing this one word thing. Yeah. Um, this one's a bit on the nose. I'm just going to say it. Ooh. Oh, is that a good thing? What does on the nose mean? Just maybe kind of obvious. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. The heart of this story and the word. in one word for me is spirit. Right? Yeah. Oh, I got that. A little on the nose. No, no. Right? Because, no, you know, no. there's an entity in the house, a uh-huh. demon, obviously a spirit. She's got a connection to the supernatural, uh-huh. right? Spirit. Sure. But then also, when all the bullies and Jack, right? Always trying to diminish her spirit, weaken mm-hmm. her, right? Make her feel awful. And she's like, we've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? That wasn't one of my examples. But yeah. Yeah. And then finally, her strength, both to face the bullies, to protect others, and then finally being this fearless person she is at the end. Yeah. This strong spirit she has. She's got spirit. She's got spirit. Good. Spirit week. <laughs> Spirit week. Every <laughs> week. Um, no, that's really good. I don't think yeah. it's too on the nose. I think yeah. it works on many levels. I, I won't lie. I had a, a tough time with this one. It's tough. I had a bit of trouble. And I'm not even sure that um, this is a good heart or not. But the what I keep coming back to is the word manhandled. Like she's brutally, mm-hmm. oh, like physically terrorized in school. 
and then multiple times by Jack and then also by this demon in her house. And I just kept like screaming in my head, get your damn hands off of her. You know, the grabbing and the dragging and the pushing and the hitting and the squeezing. And always the from behind. And it's it always like unexpected. Like unexpected. Yeah. Sneaks up on her. And it's all ways that we treat something small and sort of unyielding and and it just made me mad thinking about these people or or entities trying to stamp out her power and make her yield. Or uh, another way you could put it, uh, tried to diminish her spirit. So, again. Oh. But is it me or did it feel like this story felt really physical compared to other ones that we've heard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Constant. It was constant. Yeah. It was violent, you know. Okay, so... This isn't like at the top of the episode chronologically, but it's something that I thought like I probably thought about the most when it came to her episode. Let's just talk about it. Let's be organic, you know? Okay. So they live in this haunted house that by all indications in in their research has a demon inhabiting it. And it seems that when they were shown the house there was a knowledge well first the realtor sort of like kept the file hidden that was weird like was she like yeah seeing if they were easily (laughs) flappable or something um she was hiding the file as if she knew and then when they did the, the walkthrough it seemed as if the owners knew so anyway so they move they move into this house and of course they're haunted terribly and they move out of the house. So what happens then to the house? Cause so the house is just sitting there haunted and I double checked with wit. I said, was there a part of the episode cut out where she explained what they did to sort of like try to prevent this from happening to someone else? Yeah. Like, no, we didn't really talk about that. So, so it could happen. But this is the thing. Whenever I watch like a haunted house sort of movie, I always think about this first and foremost. Like you've had this terrible experience, many experiences at a home. So then when you get out, you just walk away and you're not like, hey, I don't know, putting out a Craigslist post or something like, hey, the just house is so know. Main Street, totally haunted. Like, so new people moved into this haunted house. You know, where is this house? Is it possible that I might rent this house one day? I, I just hate the idea that it's like, what the hell? We made it out. Now it's someone else's problem. So I did look up to see if there's like a haunting website for renters. <laughs> and um, there is a place called diedinhouse.com. Uh-huh. And... Each diedinhouse.com report includes deaths that occurred at the address, whether murder, suicide, accidental, or natural, any meth activity, including labs, dump sites, or chemical glassware, fire-related incidents occurring at the address, names associated to the address, sex offender registry, and then just your regular property information. I have no idea how much it costs. I have no idea, like, how good it is, but... Oh, you it didn't go like in. If people are just being haunted and vacating houses and no one's talking about it, it feels like any of us could accidentally move into one of these homes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought 
um, the realtors or whoever are obligated to tell you if there's a death in the home. Well, like it's legal. It's illegal. It is part of it. I I thought. I really feel that they're supposed to tell you that. Like when you bought your house, well, like your first house that you bought was brand new construction, right? Yeah, so, so you no probably assumed it was safe. What about the house you're now? Like, I don't think anyone died here either. I've thought about it. But like. For both. I think about that a lot, was... all the horror movies I've watched. Yeah. But there's a, that's why I think I feel like I know they're, supposed, they're legally obligated to tell you if somebody has died in the house. But what if there wasn't a death per se? What if it's Well, just... if there wasn't a death, then that's different. I'm just saying what specifically like for that. Documented haunting. With no death? What, what's with the haunting? What's with the haunting? And, and Why would know, it be haunted if there's no death? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe it came in via a doll like Annabelle and it just like escaped the doll. And now it's like stuck in your walls. I don't know how haunting works. That's not my job. But all I know is they, she even says an episode. Let's not tell anyone. I just, that I doesn't seem horrible. right. We got to tell people. So I did some research myself. Oh, okay. Um, by Kent state university. Right. You like found house. the address. <laughs> well, I have an idea people. of what street it's on. There are a couple on the Shut street. Up. And there were pictures of stairs. And they did say it was haunted. It was a white house. Shut up. I forget the address now. It's like 200 something Chestnut Street. Chestnut Street. It's a little white house. Yeah. And, and people say it's haunted. Yeah. Oh my god. And this was very light. This was light, light research. Light no, light oh, research light. on my part because I started to get a little bit freaked out and get get scared. <laughs> I don't know why it matters if I'm searching on the internet, but you never know if it goes through Yeah, my accidentally jump out. The worldwide web, you know. You're, you don't know. You're looking at a picture and it's in it's a like, window. Well, and it jumps out. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Well, since we're talking about it, T, I mean, I think we're both pretty pragmatic people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to ask you. Yeah. T. Yes. Was the ho- was the house haunted? Was it inhabited by a demon spirit that was haunting her and her friends? There's a lot. Happened? There's a lot here. I, I, I'm a firm believer that there's something else out there that we don't see. You know, I'm not over here thinking we know everything, we see everything. There's other things happening, okay. maybe somewhere else. But I'm also thinking there's also, you know, a lot of psychological things. You can convince yourself of stuff, you know. But I might... For that, there's so many people involved and who could see it happening, lots of witnesses, and I'm not gonna risk it. Like, I'm not so, like, there's definitely not a ghost there that I'm gonna go inside this haunted house and be like, see, no, I'm not that convinced. You know, I, I would, I would say I'd believe it enough 
to not walk into that house. Yeah. Well, and every, every example she gives is very believable. And you could, I mean, I watch a lot of horror movies and these things seem to be consistent, which you, it makes you wonder like, are these things consistent because it's the horror trope or are they consistent because these are consistent with people's actual experiences? Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, the change in temperature Yeah. Uh, on the conjuring, there's a smell of rotten meat and they hear a tapping in threes all night, which is meant to be mocking the Trinity. Um, oh, there's God. a scene where the, all the pictures fall off the wall at once. These are like pretty consistent tropes. I mean, I believe them. Amityville horror. Oh yeah. That was hella yeah. scary. Hella I scary. talked to you about that the other night. We were almost going to watch a horror movie, oh, yeah. but then you passed out. But like, I I was thinking about Amityville horror, but that it's one, yeah, I watched the that Conjuring, when I was young. All of the Conjuring movies are really good and really scary. Highly recommend. Let's switch gears a little bit. Why, why do you think she was bullied so bad in school? I didn't think about that. I mean, I believe her. Oh, but what do you mean? You don't believe, I believe her? her? No, I believe her. But why are but you even questioning if you do believe her? Why you know, don't believe not... her? Well, just sometimes, <laughs> you know, after other parts of the story are revealed, it kind of maybe might not line up with someone that was actually bullied. No, but I am. I I do believe her. But here's what. <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm just saying well maybe she blossoms later or something I don't know she never really says like how she started to be called dog and 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 how even when she get she gets uh barked at again you know it's it's uh, said that she looks really good, but she let's not forget she's still a dog. And then she refers to like she has a high school boyfriend who's also a jock, which really doesn't track with someone that's been bullied. Um, she's a lifeguard during the summers, which also maybe seems like like a, a hot girl summer kind of job. Okay, so she's got a hot. Let's talk sister. about this. I feel like. Do you feel like maybe I you were bullied? Her. You were bullied, and you didn't have a high school boyfriend or something, and you weren't a lifeguard. Then all maybe... these things sort of go together. I'm just wondering: Were you bullied when you were younger? Yes. Ah, did you have a boyfriend in high school? No, no. Were you a lifeguard? Well, okay. I mean, I have. Okay, I'm just. I'm just. All I, I'm just asking because I'm wondering if... I'm not saying that people can't, like, evolve and change and, you know, maybe you have a big glow-up summer or something like that. Or, you know, some people just think of you one way, but other people think of you a different way. I'm not saying that she what her perception of it, you know, was false. I, I am saying I believe her. I'm just saying it seems a little... Well, suspect. the fact that you're saying I believe her makes it feel like you don't believe her. Second of all... <laughs> Wow. Why, why, why do you, why were you bullied? I'm not going to say. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Here's what I think happened. She mentioned that she was like, you know, this special birth 
right? Yes. And as a result, she was sort of spoiled and treated like a princess. Oh, my God. I don't know if I like where this is going. I'm Go ahead. Saying, Keep going. It's It makes the story more plausible to me if I can imagine her starting school with these same group of kids that she's going to end up growing up with, but starting school really young as a four or five-year-old and just being a little, a little spoiled princess brat. <laughs> what can hey. I not say? You said it. She did not say spoiled princess brat. She said at she home says, they treated her like a princess. And I'm saying you learn social cues when you're out and about in the world. And maybe the kids just quickly picked up on her attitude and instead of them accepting her as she grew you know kids are just mean like that they just keep reminding you of how they know you and you're not allowed to really change and evolve as a kid and i'm just saying make that in that way if when i think of it that way then her story makes more sense to me Especially when you've grown up with the same kids like your whole life. Like once they have a perception of you, it's like that's who you are. It's very, very hard to change in that sort of microcosm. Yeah, yeah. Is this controversial, what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's a little controversial. Not the bullying piece, but like not believing um, what a storyteller is sharing. I'm th- I think I'm I'm saying out loud what other people might be thinking. I think. Come at us on Instagram. Yeah, come at us. Come at us. I will say this. This is she definitely got this spot on. I know this for a fact. It is categorically true that the thing about bullies, if they say they want to fight or they want to kick your ass or meet them after school, whatever, if you stand up for yourself, even a little bit, even a week stand up, they will they will be scared right off. That is absolutely true. Hundred percent. I'm so. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about you right now, and now I want to know <laughs> this People whole conversation. And then I think it's really lovely that she used her power for good. For good. So I love that. Yeah. I'm not anti anonymous. I'm just. Just like like thinking about her story, okay? Of course, no. It's good to question things, I guess. But I'm just saying, I was what I what what you were putting out there. I I was getting a lot of energy that it was a little bit also influenced by your own experience, possibly. Yeah, possibly for sure. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, let's talk about her 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 gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so she's a kid. She saved this little girl in the car. Whatever. Oh, you have a gift. How come some of us have that? that? Well, okay. Thank you because the gift. I wish the gift. Where's the gift? Where did go? Throughout all of the things, like uh, with Jack coming up. Yeah. You know, Jack just shows up in her life. You think she would, you know, tap into a bit of this gift. Or like uh, should he we move comes into this and like house? grabs her from behind, yeah. like maybe use that the gift 
She didn't know that was coming. A lot of stuff's happened from behind. She's not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's what I was thinking, too. Like, let's use it. She's yeah. in the house. She One, she, the gift misses with going into the house. Two, <laughs> the, the gift misses getting out of the well, house. Well, there might be nuances the- to the gift. Like, it's like, we don't know exactly, because she doesn't explain it too much. I mean, it's not that she's like, can tell the future. Oh, there are rules around the gift. But there might be nuances, right? That like, um, I don't know. But if she, if the way we're thinking about it, it would have worked to get her out of a lot of these stresses. I think we we just never hear about the gift again. We never hear it again, except for the fact that she is, in fact, a psychic and medium here. Uh, later on. Do you think? Um, so she talks about being a goth in college. Do you think mm. that's what? like drew jack draws jack to toward her like i don't know i think you see someone that's goth and you automatically sort of bestow certain uh attributes onto them and he sees her and thinks oh she must be depressed low self-esteem basically easy to mold into the person i want or easy to push my way into her life without much fight is that what you think goth is well it's a look yeah He's drawn to her. I don't know why I'm coming at you today. <laughs> Let's talk about this. But I like it. It's fun for me. Let's talk about Jack. We can, I can come for Jack, right? Let's go for Jack. Yeah. This is, what, <laughs> this is a section I'm calling, what in the Brock Turner shit is this? Wow. Yeah. Good for you. This little bastard and his stupid fucking family. In, in the people they pay. Oh, you're talking pay. about Brock. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Jack. And Jack, yeah. He's got his record sealed. Okay, explain me this. He's got his record sealed because he was a juvenile when he busted teeth out of his girlfriend's mouth. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting a big neon sign over his head that says watch out for this asshole they seal the records to protect him i'll never understand this ever 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 it's sending the message to the kid that he can get away with it right it's not transforming him it's not changing the behavior it's clear that maybe he's got some pull that he's um quote unquote has a lot of potential we don't we don't want to put little brocky boy behind prison because he's got a lot of potential um he he it's clear that he hasn't learned from this teeth removing incident because he has this like boldness and bravado when it comes to the way he treats her in public in public in front of people and her friends in public and her friend he attempts a kidnapping in broad daylight in front of a lot of people and then of course she gets fucked at court because his scummy family hires a scummy lawyer and and right he's most likely stolen her ma- mail and what is the what is the repercussion to that none zero two dollar fine what kind of fucking fucked up brock turner shit is this it's exactly this that Brock turner piece of shit what this is a segment I'm calling? What in the Brock Turner is mm-hmm. going on? No, it's good. That made me That's really very mad. true. No, it's for sure. 
too many people protecting this kid and he's going to kill somebody. Where is he now? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully in prison. Or getting some help. No, he's probably a CEO. On a boat. <laughs> so crazy thinking about that room when she got pulled out of that art studio. You know, I went to art school. And we're always all in a studio with our headphones. Yeah. Like that really resonated with you. Well, I'm just like, how are you not aware of, there's probably like 20 people in the room. It's not even everyone had headphones in. It's like some of them had just radios out. And I was just like, I was like, what? Like not one person notices Thank goodness for the teacher. Well, the teacher did, yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to picture it. I picture it like um, like at in Six Feet Under, like at Claire's art school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you probably picture it at your own art school. I did picture it at my own art school. You know, and so, and this is toward the end of the episode. She's talking about how she's, you know, because of this experience with Jack and because of the spirit experience with the demon... You know, she's always worried that she's going to be grabbed, grabbed from behind, manhandled. And the sphere is what the demon feeds on, right? Like oh, yeah. I was like excited lot. about it. She felt like feeling the energy there. It's physically near her. And she does say what's worse, being stalked by the seen or the unseen. What do you think? They both really are the worst, <laughs> aren't they? For different reasons, yeah. maybe. Maybe the unseen, because usually with the scene, eventually, hopefully people will believe you, but the unseen, yeah, no one's going to believe. And then you can't, like, tell the authorities and have them. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a really hard case to prove. Yeah. And I think, too, you'd probably second guess yourself a lot. Which she probably did. Did I really feel that? Did I really sense that? Did that really happen? Like maybe I tripped. Maybe it wasn't that right. I pulled. Right. Maybe I pulled myself. So she experiences all these things. Her parents' re- reaction is just deal with it. And <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop drinking so much. You right, know, right. <laughs> like. Um. She calls churches. She calls exorcists. No one gets back to her because even these people who claim it is all real, they don't believe it's actually happening either. No one's going to actually believe it. So our solution, holy water. Oh, yeah. Holy water. An icon. What's that icon? What is that icon? Is I think it's cross? Jesus on the cross. Yeah, Jesus on the cross. got to be Jesus on the too. cross. Yeah. yeah. I, it was interesting. She just said icon and I'm like, Jesus yeah. on the cross. You Jesus mean. on the cross. Spouting the Lord's prayer out all over the place. It's time to leave. Again, let's not tell anyone. (laughs) And then I wrote, well, it didn't follow her, so I guess that's someone else's problem now. (laughs) Well, she should probably tell someone. What happens, though, if they... I was thinking, let's just, like... Like, who are you going to tell? I don't know, but let's, like, let's let's smash up the... Like, let's, you know... Bulldoze the house. Bulldoze. But they ain't going to bulldoze it. They're just going to hide it for the next people. 
this is so, this is a little. And like, then people have to break lease. On. You have to break your lease, and you have to pay two times rent. You never get your back your security deposit. You're making bank, even if people aren't living in it for like six months at a time. Yeah. You're making you got the bank. Lock on the door. What are you upset about? There's a lock on your door. Yeah, there's a padlock. It's like, why is there a padlock here? Is I that weird? About that too. Like, is there a key just with it? Like. I know like that's what I was wondering. Lock? Yeah, and do you know the combination? I mean, what's going on? First day, I mean, the way she described the whole tour of the house. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, oh, don't worry about oh, the basement. Oh, dude, I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> Can you imagine renting a house and not having seen the basement? I was convinced there's like somebody down there. First like, of all, like a frogger. What? P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G, frogging, when people like live in your house. Oh, God. And you don't know. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought, too. I thought somebody was frogging, like maybe in the wall. That happens, like behind your medicine cabinet. Yeah. People, it makes you go insane. It can like really ruin your relationships because there's all these accusations like, why did you move my my jelly beans? And I'm like, I didn't touch your jelly beans. Wow. Oh, my God awful um but honestly okay put yourself in the mind of a 21 year old you're in college you're renting a house with your friends the house seems great except for you can't go in the basement are you renting the house or you just go okay well we'll just see the basement when we get in there it'll be fine they were excited i would want to see it I can't imagine not seeing it. I'd have to say. Well, they did go down, didn't they? And like there was like a quick kind of yeah. a look. Like I still want to, I want to go into the nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're good to go. I'm just seeing these stairs and like, I'd want to know it's down there. Yeah. Like my sister has rented some old older homes in historical neighborhoods mm-hmm. in her town and with some pretty whack basements and whenever i see one i'm legitimately surprised that she signed a lease with that basement and sarah i know you're listening and i love you but you got some you got some basement issues <laughs> with, with your rentals well I'm wondering, has Sarah not seen any horror movies? Or is she not a fan as much? I was wondering about, like, Anonymous, too. Like, I think all my fears about the basement are based on horror movies I've seen. And I must look and decide. I I think mine is more practical than that. It's more like, this is space that I am entitled to, and I want it to be something that I can actually use as opposed to like just this like walled off part of a house that I pay for that I can't have access to because it's weird and gross and and maybe haunted like that's bullshit if you know right right you could you could use it as a studio or something but for me it's like I need to know that I'm not scared of it down there well yeah for sure um what's a symbol what's a symbol you think oh oh like a Blair Witchy kind of thing I don't know I like 
that she said like, it wasn't a pentagram, like a rock. Yeah. Like a... What is the symbol? Again, when I did my research to look at houses, I was hoping to see basements. Basement symbols. But like, I was like, oh, no, it's like Zillow. They're not going to show you like the basement Zill, you know, the basement symbol. Here's some ancient symbols in this great <laughs> fixer-upper. Yeah. All good. It's a great Halloween house if you're into the spooky holidays. Fun, fun. <laughs> Enjoy your stay. Do with it what you will. Maybe light some candles and make it some fun out of it. Yeah, I have no idea what the symbols could be. It's probably like, yeah, some Blair Witch shit. Remember yeah. the Blair Witch icons? Oh, yeah. Like twigs and bunches twigs. and shit. Yeah. But they were like in little shape, weird shapes. Anyways, that's she was all like, I, got. I feel, oh, but she was like, I feel this, the symbol made you feel like unwell and unsafe. And I was like, let's get out now. Yeah, wouldn't you leave at that moment? Now's the time, right? It should have never gotten to that point. Uh, Even yeah, I mean, show me the basement. I'm going to see the basement. What is that symbol? I feel unwell. Next house, please. Yeah, that, exactly. Then, but there are so many parts. Like even, and then you see it, and you're like, "Let's go, let's not." And then yeah. you get pulled by your ankles. Now's the time to go. Then. You stick your arm into something. Into something. And what's that feel like? A woman's body presses up against you. Yeah. All these moments. I'm you like, see now, a woman's jaw unhinged and scream still like a devil. Still not. But still yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, I'm already like, I, even the thought of it, like, I can't imagine even sleeping in that house. No, no, not a wink. (laughs) Ever. Talk about going insane. Never. Never, right? Never. Indentations in my bed. That no, you know, I'm not gonna be like snoring the next ten minutes. Yeah, no, and they've all they all saw it. You can't tell me these kids these kids are so poor they can't get their shit together enough to break the lease. Dude, I'll sleep in Adam's room, Adam's studio apartment. For a year. Yeah. And throw him all the rent money. Yeah. We'll all have all, whatever. I mean, Rebecca goes into her room and never comes out. Never comes out. Lane goes into the room. Poor Lane. And never comes. I mean. Lane, her poor, her poor bubbly friend Lane can't stop it. And now she's like been harmed by by her boyfriend. Yeah. that, That too, like Rebecca and Lane. And they're like, we can't do anything. Couldn't do anything. We knocked on the door and then they she wouldn't open it. So that was it. Can you yeah. is there something else to do? I I had a, a couple options. You know, police, call the parents, make the effort. Be, like do you just, if someone just goes into the room, never comes out? They're not eating. They're not, what's happened? Never comes out? Well, I guess she's different now. Let's go. Let's not tell anyone. <laughs> Gotta go to I class. It, it, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to indict the storyteller, but. Sorry. 
it all seems very passive. A little. Like now, I think this is go time, you know? Or maybe it's like looking back, it's all quite clear. But when you're in the midst of it, it's easy to lie to yourself and sort of compartmentalize just to survive, just to get on one day to the next. But then when you look back on it and you go, I can't believe I did that. I mean, we've all been in situations where we've done that. Yeah. When you're in the midst of it, it doesn't seem so dire. But any but anyone looking in would say it was. And anytime you look back at it and you're like, am I that person that did that, that went through that and never like saved myself? I think that's what it it ultimately is. I do that with myself all the time. It usually is pertaining to relationships. But I mean, I could see doing that with a house as well or a job or. Or like your friend, yeah, is changing and they don't want to hang out with you and they're kind of mean about it now you know when you're like i thought we were buds but i actually only have known you for a year yeah and you're kind of crazy anyway fine yeah but i'm just saying if i the unhinged jaw the pulled by the ankles all their moments where i would have just lost my shit yeah and left she could have just left. She could have just gone hung out with Adam at their house, at his house, instead I mean, of it hers. Was sweet, like how. I mean, some of the sweeter parts of the story that we haven't mentioned was, you know, how her friends really bandied around her to keep her safe from That's Jack. That's true. Yeah, and then it seems like they also really did that again when it came to this haunting, staying. You know. Adam seems like a, a stand-up guy that he would welcome her and her roommates there, um, them all sleeping in a bed together. Like the, it's all very like it, it points to really sweet, kind, caring relationships, friendships, and that's really nice. That is nice. But I still would like to know, like, well, I like where's Rebecca now? Where's Lane now? Yeah, where are they now? Are they okay? Are they resentful? Are they uh, past hey it? Lane. Sounds like they don't want to talk about it. Hey, Lane, come move into Rebecca's old room. I would, I would sit out on that resentment for decades. It's like, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Yeah, answer the question. Like, well, I got pulled by the ankles and... I touched it and it pressed up against me, but no, I didn't. I didn't know. So I was like, I didn't know. No. Um. Yeah. What do you have? Any other sections? Those are my big hot topics. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't even matter, really. What? I mean, we were on AOL Instant Messenger for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, uh, we were. Yeah, we were. No, uh, that's all I had. Uh, <laughs> what was your uh, What was your AOL Instant Messenger name? Mm, I don't remember. You don't remember? What was yours? PC Load Letter 14. PC... Load letter. Load letter? Which is a reference to Office Space. The the guy that is like into um 
he's trying to get the fax machine to work and he's like he gets an error and it says he says pc load letter what the fuck does that mean wow and then um later on my aim name was don't shoot yoko because i was the manager of my husband's band and they were called don't shoot i'm with god and the yoko ono reference is obvious because yoko you know pretty much broke up the beatles i mean according to some so it was don't shoot yoko wow very creative names i know really good names mm-hmm. god i miss those days when you could just be creative with an aim Thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Trauma Bonded. You can find our show where podcasts are kept. If you like us, please rate and review us on Apple or other places or reach out to us on Instagram. Thanks to Anonymous for sharing their story and giving us the opportunity to talk about it. And thanks to This Is Actually Happening team, including Whip Nisseldine and Andrew Waits and the maker of our music and website, Nathaniel Trimboli. Thanks to Kathy Seitz for editing this episode and to Katie Capel for building those blasted Instagram posts. You can contact us at traumabondedpod at gmail.com and find us at Instagram at traumabondedpodofficial or visit our website at traumabondedpod.com. As a reminder, we will have a bonus comments episode coming out on Halloween. I've heard it to you. It's edited. It's pretty Ooh. good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. It's it's short, y'all. Hopefully you like it. It's quick. October 31st, look for that. And then on November 7th, we will release our first storyteller follow-up. And we're going to reveal that it's from the anonymous mother of episode 128, What If Your Son Stabbed Your Daughter. So we'll have an update and conversation with her. And we're very excited to share that with y'all. We are trauma bonded to the story, to the storyteller, to the listeners, and to each other. Thanks for spending time with us today. Love you, T. Love you, Allie. Bye. Bonded.